This is a Dynamike Network podcast. Welcome to the Senjo World Podcast. I'm your host, Dak, and this is a podcast where I take two anime characters, hit them against each other, run their stats, and see who would win out of a thousand matches. And this week, I am bringing William Van Jans, and he is the former first captain of the Clover Kingdom's Golden Dawn Squad of the Magic Knights. He is said to be the closest person to becoming the next Wizard King. He shares a body with the F. Patoli, leader of the Eye of the Midnight Sun. They are separated after Patoli allows himself to be exercised and is revived in an artificial body. And yeah, William is a little bit mysterious. He wears this kind of helmet and he covers up like he has this birthmark on his face and he uses world tree magic. So this is going to be a good one. And he'll be going up against Hashirama Senju, and he was a member of the famed Senju clan. He himself was hailed as the god of shinobi for his unmatched ninja prowess. Hashirama sought peace for the shinobi world and to that end founded Konohagura with his clan, his childhood friend and rival Madara Uchiha and the Uchiha clan. He would later become the first Hokage and first Hokage essentially means first or founding fire shadow of Konohaguru, which is basically the Leap Village. And although he was not able to achieve peace during his lifetime, his legacy and vision for the world would continue to shape the village and the entire shinobi world even after his death. And yeah, Ashirama is pretty badass. Like. Every time he's on the screen, you're like, oh man, this is sick. And he also uses like a very special like ninjutsu and it's like wood ninjutsu. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, this is going to be kind of, I guess, a battle of trees, sticks, leaves. It's going to be an interesting one. So before I get into the character's backgrounds and abilities and the speculation let's talk a little anime so right now I'm actually just catching up on you know Spy X Family I don't know I enjoy it it's such a weird anime but it's it's good so I'm all caught up now on Jujutsu Kaisen as well finally I've rewatched you know Helsing and yeah so I just I'm playing too much video games so I gotta get back into watching more anime so hopefully come the new season i'm gonna rework the podcast i'll actually have segment titles and all that stuff so it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice little comeback after the season break so with that being said let's get in to hashirama's background hashirama was born during the warring state period the eldest of Batsuma Senju's four sons. Hashirama and his brothers grew up on the battlefield, waging constant war with the Senju rivals, the Uchiha. 
During his infrequent downtime, Hashirama would meet a boy his own age named Madara. These two quickly developed a friendly rivalry, be it skipping stones or urinating in rivers, with Hashirama typically winning their contest. Hashirama did not approve of this practice of sending children to fight and die, believing it would only increase the bitterness between the Senju and the Uchiha, thus causing more deaths. After the deaths of their brothers, Kawarama and later Itama, Hashirama and his remaining brother, Tobirama, decided a new shinobi system would need to be implemented to end the cycle of child deaths. A system that would require an alliance between the Senju and the Uchiha. Like Hashirama, Madara was also a shinobi who lost brothers on the battlefield. Together, they imagined a world where children like themselves wouldn't need to fight and where their brothers would be safe from harm. As a precaution, Hashirama and Madara did not divulge their family names, but nevertheless discovered each other's identities. Hashirama was a Senju, and Madara was an Uchiha. It was their duty to kill each other. Hashirama set this duty aside, unwilling to take his friend's life. Madara, however, decided that their dream of a peaceful world, Madara, however, decided their dreams of a peaceful world were impossible and therefore ended their friendship so that they could kill each other without reservation. Over the following years, Hashirama and Madara continued to meet in combat. Hashirama would never bring himself to kill someone he still considered a friend, and Madara could never defeat Hashirama's superior abilities. In time, both Madara and Hashirama became the leaders of their respective clans. Under Hashirama's leadership and extraordinary ninja prowess, the Senju began to best the Uchiha clan until at one point Hashirama had both Madara and Izuna at his mercy. However, unable to find the resolve to kill his childhood friend, Hashirama tried to convince Madara to unite the two clans to make their childhood dreams a reality. A mortally wounded Aizuna convinced Madara otherwise, and they retreated, prompting Hashirama to send a ceasefire request. Although some Uchiha found the offer increasingly tempting, Madara was unwilling to accept after Tobirama killed his last remaining brother, Aizuna. This did not stop some Uchiha from defecting to the Senju clan out of self-preservation. Racked with grief, Madara made one final stand against Hashirama and the Senjus and was summarily defeated. Tobirama attempted to kill Madara to finally end the fighting, but Hashirama stopped him, knowing that would only renew hostilities between the Senju and the Uchiha. At Madara's suggestion, Hashirama offered to kill himself in order to achieve a peaceful resolution. As he was about to end his own life, Madara stopped him, moved by the gesture, and assented to peace. The Senju, the Uchiha, and all their affiliated clans came together to found a village of peace, where children would never need to die in battle. Hashirama and Madara, rekindling their childhood friendship, called that village Konohagaru. The other countries would soon follow Konohagaru's example and build their own hidden village. It was his wish that Madara became Okage, the village's leader and protector. At Tobirama's insistence, the Hokage position was democratically elected. 
And in the end, it was Hashirama that was chosen for the office. Hashirama wanted Madara to work as a brother and as his right hand so that they could improve his standing among the villagers and someday succeed him as a second Hokage. Madara felt that the position inevitably go to Tobirama, which in turn would end badly for the Uchiha. With his position in Konoha rapidly diminishing and after being manipulated by the stone tablet Zetsu altered, Madara decided the village was a failed experiment and abandoned it, intent on someday returning to face Hashirama in battle yet again. True to his promise, Madara eventually attacked Konohagaru on multiple occasions. After countless fights and with the Nine Tails under his control, Madara challenged Hashirama to one final contest. The Nine Tails' power, as well as Hashirama's efforts to capture and contain it, devastated the landscape, carving out what would later be called the Valley of the End. Hashirama spent the duration of the battle trying to reason with Madara, but Madara continued fighting until he was too tired to even keep his Sharingan activated. This enabled Hashirama to distract him with a wood clone while the real Hashirama stabbed him in the back. Madara collapsed and before dying noted how much Hashirama had changed from when they were children. In the aftermath of the battle, Tobirama hid away Madara's body and Hashirama's wife Mito sealed the Ninetales within her in order to contain its great power to Konoha's benefits. For some time things were peaceful. Hashirama helped train one of Tobirama's students, Haruzen Sarutobi. He got to spoil his first grandchild, Tsunade. He locked away the scroll of seals, the kinjutsu it contained no longer necessary in the world he had made. But the peace Hashirama had worked so hard for was starting to unravel. At some point, Tokigakaru sent Kakazu to assassinate him. Although he defeated Kakazu, other wars began to break out. In an unknown time, Hashirama convened a Akage summit so that he could share the tailed beast Konoha had acquired with them, thus balancing the power amongst them. But cooperation would not be so simple as Hashirama intended it to be. First, by Tobirama's demands that the other villages pay for the tailed beasts they received, then by the first Kazekage counter-request of money and territory in lieu of a tailed beast. As unrest began to grow, Hashirama shared his fear that any agreement they made would only be temporary and also that future generations could forge a lasting unity. Ultimately, Hashirama's wish for peace would not come to fruition during his lifetime and he died while Konohagaru began to flirt. Before his death, he passed the title of Hokage to Tobirama and instructed him to not mistreat the Uchiha. So, Hashirama was like so powerful and his wood jutsu was so rare that his legacy consisted of so many different things throughout the entire series of Naruto. As in the artificial bodies, the living clones that were cultivated from Hashirama's cells, the fact that only Hashirama possessed the ability to use wood release and related abilities 
of controlling the tailed beasts and self-healing made his DNA highly coveted after his death. In the anime, Konoha sanctioned several attempts to research and reproduce Hashirama's power, but all met with disastrous failure and further study was forbidden. Orochimaru exhumed Hashirama's body for his own experiments where he infused 60 child test subjects with cells harvested from the remains in the hopes that one would prove able to use wood release. Only Yamato survived this process. Donzo Shimura had a work relationship with Orochimaru and had his right arm infused with Hashirama cells and in addition to granting him increased chakra levels and limited wood release abilities, it extended the amount of time he could keep Izanagi active with his different Sharingan and increased how often he could use Kotu Amatsukame. Kabuto Yakushi continued Orochimaru's studies, eventually learning how to create an implant that would grant whoever received it access to Hashirama's powers. The only recipient of this implant was Madara, enhancing him beyond his prime. Madara took his own sample of Hashirama's DNA during their fight at the Valley of the End, which he applied to his injuries afterwards to accelerate his recovery. Decades later, towards the end of his natural lifespan, his Sharingan transformed into Rinnegan. Though, that this was due to Indra and Ashura's chakra combining, Madara and Hashirama being their reincarnations. Using his DNA sample, Madara created mindless clones of Hashirama with which he was able to produce a substance that, that could heal injuries and replace lost limbs. Tsunade later does the same for Naruto and Sasuke's respective lost arms, though Sasuke declined the offer. This same substance would be used to enhance the White Zetsu army. In the anime, Root saw this as a means to create an ultimate weapon, researching for years to create Gozu Tenno. Also in the anime, Hashirama's DNA becomes so highly coveted as rumor spreads that his powerful life force and healing powers could also restore one's youth and extend their longevity. Some samples were stolen and sold on the black market in the land of the silence. One particular sample was stolen from Orochimaru's laboratory, eventually making its way to Victor, who used it to induce a splinter of the tree of the god tree to blossom in an artificial tree. A large part of Hashirama's legacy was his philosophy of the will of fire, which became increasingly common amongst the Konoha ninja in the years after his death. Future Hokage, in particular, were expected to fully adopt the philosophy. In time, even members of the Uchiha clan began demonstrating signs of the will of fire with Hashirama claiming that Itachi Uchiha's dedication to the village was even greater than his own. And his powers and abilities are, he has superhuman physical characteristics, acrobatics, he is a master hand-to-hand -hand combatant, he also is a weapons master, he has statistic amplification, surface scaling, and water walking, after image creation, 
stealth mastery, speed enhancement, minor illusion creation and duplication, shape shifting, paralysis inducement, self sustenance, traca manipulation, extra sensory perception, longevity, healing, regeneration, earth, water, fire, electricity, and air manipulation, fear inducement, and explosive aura, wood manipulation, chakra absorption, status effect inducement and statistic reduction, sleep inducement, perception manipulation, summoning, force field creation, non-physical interaction, resistance to mind manipulation and body puppetry, enhanced senses, limited petrification and transmutation, absorption, sealing and willpower manipulation. And that is Hashirama's background and powers and abilities. So yeah, he is essentially the creator of the Leaf Village, the grandfather of Tsunade, the fifth Hokage. So and yeah, his like even his like cells somewhat give other people in the series these wood powers and these healing abilities. So this is gonna be pretty interesting. A lot of people love Hashirama and I mean, why wouldn't you? He's fucking badass and again, the creator of the Leaf Village. So let's get into his opponent's background, William Vengeance. So William was born as an illegitimate child to a noble and viewed as a cursed child due to him being born with a scar that covers half his face. It's more of a birthmark, but he is forced to grow up in the Forsaken Realm of the Clover Kingdom, where he is feared by those around him due to his appearance. When William is eight years old, his father's hair dies, so William is brought to live in the Noble Realm. The noble's wife, William's foster mother, loathes the boy's appearance and frequently abuses him. After turning nine years old, William began dreaming of Fatoli's memories. After turning 13, William meets Julius Novacrono who is in awe of William's magic power and offers him a spot in the Magic Knight. William is hesitant because of his appearance, but Julius gives him a mask to wear, which William thinks is tacky, but still wears it to this day. Two years later, after receiving his grimoire, William chooses to join Julius's squad, the Grey Deer. On William's 16th birthday, Patoli fully awakens and receives his own grimoire. That year, he also meets Yami Tsukihiro, which you can learn more about Yami in his episode against Blackbeard. And he meets Yami on the battlefield, and they continue to meet until both someday become captains of new Magic Knight squads. After Alec Dora Sandler is ambushed on a mission and left heavily injured, William senses where Alec Dora is hidden and rescues him, earning Alecdora's loyalty. William attends the Magic Knight entrance exam that Asta and Yuno participate in, and once the exam starts, he tells the participants that he will take the lead for the test and summons a large tree in the sky to give each of the participants a broom. He then explains how the exam works and watches as the participants take the test. When it's time for the final test, William informs the participants that they will battle each other and go all out. During Asta's battle, which again you can learn more about Asta in his episode, William notices 
Asta's speed and wonders if he's using reinforcement magic. After the battle, he also takes notes of Asta's grimoire. Weeks later, while the Royal Knight Squad is attacking the Eye of Midnight Sun's base, William arranges for Yami to visit the Golden Dawn base for an apology regarding the actions of Langorus, which leaves the Black Bull base with only three members. However, William leaves Yami waiting and travels to the royal capital where he talks to Julius. After thanking the Wizard King for everything, William apologizes and transforms into Patoli, and Patoli kills Julius. William cries after Patoli kills Julius, and later, as the resurrection spell completes, William's soul falls deeper into sleep. Later that night, Patoli has Asta exercise him, freeing William so that William and Licht can stop the rampaging elves. William creates a gigantic shining tree through which Asta sends anti-magic to the elves, exercising their spirits. After Rade's Spirito resurrects Patoli in Licht's artificial body, William catches the unsteady elf and remarks that there is much he wanted to say, but he must apologize to Julius first. William and Yami travel to where Sol buried Julius's body, but the grave is empty. They are greeted by a young Julius, which greatly shocks the two captains. William begins to apologize, but Julius interrupts and requests that William helps him shoulder the responsibility and the backlash from the attacks. Crying and saluting, William pledges his grimoire to Julius and the Clover Kingdom again. Six months later, William is confronted by Zenon Zogratis when a group of Spade Kingdom mages attack the Golden Dawn base. Alecdora steps in to defend the captain, but Zenon's bone magic pierces through the sand magic. William creates a giant ash tree and catches his subordinates, vowing to make Zenon pay for the injuries to his squadmate. However, William is defeated and captured in a tangle of bones. After Yuno is defeated, William breaks free of the bones and fights Zenon again while pulling his subordinates to safety. This split focus leads to William being recaptured by Zenon. And then there's, you know, the rescue arc. And a year and three months later, William and the other captains attend a special award ceremony for Asta. During the banquet afterwards, Lucius Zocratus stops time for most of the tower, including the captains. After Asta and Libe negate the spell, their fight with Lucius takes them further into the city. The captains chase after, but are too late to stop Lucius from grievously injuring Asta and teleporting him away. William is shocked by Lucius' resemblance to Julius, and the magic knights watch as Lucius and Lily escape. The captains return to the ceremonial hall, and upon Yuno's arrival, and here's a, rec a recount of the events from Secre Swallowtail, Noel, Silva, and Mimosa, as well as Nox's report that he cannot locate Asta's shadow. Yuno also recounts the unusual circumstances of his recent mission to investigate devil activity. The captains discuss all the revelations, and Yuno declares that he will defeat Lucius and become the Wizard King. So his powers and abilities are superhuman physical characteristics, enhanced senses, acrobatics, magic, extrasensory perception, statistic amplification, aura, 
Magic Bullet, Creation Magic, Healing, Flight, World Tree Magic, Magic Absorption, Multiple Cells, Limited Soul Manipulation, Resistance to Heat Manipulation, Power Nullification, Sleep Manipulation, and that is his powers and abilities, and he will be coming in with his you know standard grimoire and he has a three leaf grimoire and it contains various world tree based spells and yeah that is william so like i said this is going to be an interesting one um if i was better at doing puns i would probably have a lot of tree puns but i'm not so so with that all out of the way I'm going to give you a quick speculation of how I think one of these possible matches could play out. And the speculation has no impact on the results in the slightest. It's just something cool that I can do where we can picture one of the matchups. So with that being said, let's say the characters are about 20 meters apart. I don't really know who would go first, but since this is a death battle, Let's say Hashirama would go first, thinking William is a threat because of his weird mask he wears. You know, people who wear masks are villains, typically, in anime. So, let's go with that. Hashirama strikes first. So Hashirama would see Vengeance, and just because of that weird mask he's wearing, like I said, he would attack. Just, you know, trying to defend his village. So right off the bat, Denju would probably start kind of running, zigzag, you know, strategically trying to place himself closer to Vanjan. And he would just throw a bunch of kunai at Vanjan to just kind of, you know, I guess test out his ability. So Vanjan, he is, he is no stranger to projectiles. So he sees these, you know, kunai shuriken coming towards him and he just puts up this like small like little wall of trees and you know the kunai and stuff gets stuck in them so after he blocks the attack he would then extend the same like tree wall that he made and he would extend it out towards hashirama and basically just try and like wrap him up you know with like you know, the wooden vines or whatever you call them. I don't know, they're tree branches, but they're extremely flexible. Whatever the case may be, Vanjin shoots out like a bunch of tree tendrils trying to grab onto Hashidama. So Hashidama finds it odd that there's another person who is able to use, use wood release like himself. And so he just does some hand signals, hits the ground, and you know, just pulls out this sword and he just starts cutting all the vines as they come in to try and, and, and grab onto him. And then he follows up by just kind of tossing the sword and again, does some wood release jutsu and shoots out a wooden dragon. Kind of, it's just like a, it's a wooden dragon and it just goes in and it attacks the target. I don't know how else to describe it. So again, this is kind of Vanjan's domain, you know, long range. So he sees the dragon coming towards him. And once again, he just, you know, creates another kind of like wooden shield just to kind of 
block the dragon, and the dragon just hits it and kind of deflects, but then swoops around and comes back and is now about to attack Vengeance from behind. So at the last second, Vengeance would again kind of summon like a tree branch almost under his own feet, and this would actually just like kind of pick him up and just like move him completely out of the way as the dragon smashes into the backside of the shield and just like kind of crumbles. So Vanjance is also thinking, oh, somebody else has World's Tree magic. So he basically summons this kind of like, so for some reason when he uses his World Tree magic, this tree kind of spawns in the sky, right? So he gets his like tree summon there and he just shoots out a whole bunch of like, they're almost like spears, but they're like sticks, right? And he kind of shoots them out like bullets. So Hashirama sees these like, spike sticks whatever you want to call them coming at at him and he once again does some hand signals and then hits the ground and summons this big like these big wall of shields there's like three or four of them and there are these big walls that are supposed to be impenetrable or you have to be extremely powerful to you know get past said gates and I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name of them right now so these shields end up stopping Vanjance's attack and Hashirama then follows up by once again summoning a wood kind of golem where he kind of stands on the shoulder of it and this golem just ends up picking up a big rock and just whips it right over at Vanjance. Attack on Titan, uh, Beast Titan style. Just hucking rocks at, at Vanjance. So Vanjance with his ability to fly he ends up just kind of ducking and dodging the majority of these rocks and he ends up getting clipped by one of them which kind of knocks him out of the sky but before he hits the ground this kind of like bush or you know the top of the tree he lands on it and it just kind of cushions his fall and Hashirama then follows up with like a leaping strike with the golem jumped into the air and just comes down with this fist and is about to crush William. Hashirama thinks that his fist makes contact with Vanjance, crushing him, but in reality Vanjance just kind of made this kind of like root shield, like all these roots and everything just engulfed his body in like this spherical shape, just protecting him as he's punched into the ground just kind of you know making a crater but the fist is unable to penetrate the shield that Vanjance has created so as a follow-up Vanjance would shoot two I don't know stick vine things and they would just shoot right up through the arm of the golem kind of splintering the arm destroying it as it moves up the body and the roots just go inside the body and just ripped that golem to pieces, sending Hashirama flying away with the small wood explosion, the force of that. So Hashirama easily, you know, recovers from this, like, he's a ninja, like, these ninjas are crazy, they just do whatever. And Hashirama then follows up with another wood dragon, but this time he sends out three in, like, unison, and just sends them all out towards Vanjance who is still in his shield, his spherical shield, by the way. So the first two dragons hit 
Vengeance's shield and just kind of shatter. And as the third one is about to make contact, Vengeance kind of drops the shield and uses a vine and wraps around the dragon and like pulls himself up on top of the dragon. And he's still using his world tree magic. So he's kind of creating this almost like a fence, right? And it's just kind of corralling the dragon back towards Hashirama. And he basically just kamikaze flies this dragon straight back into Hashirama. And just before it makes contact, Vanjance kind of jumps and flies off to not get caught from the contact of the dragon smashing into Hashirama and, you know, exploding. So he jumps off the dragon. So Hashirama gets hit with this dragon and this dragon just kind of grabs him and just kind of slams him into the ground and just kind of drags him across the ground until Hashirama is able to basically just like shoot two fireballs into the dragon, just kind of burning it to a crisp and you see it just fall away to ash. So Hashirama is definitely annoyed at this part, especially after Vengeance uses his own dragon against him. So he does some like wood style vines and they shoot out and they're heading towards Vengeance. And Vengeance sees these vines and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna match this. So he ends up using his magic and creates two vines and the two vines just end up colliding. And in good old anime fashion, you see the two of them are just trying to strike each other with these two vines like extensions of their arms and they're just blocking and, and hitting and just blocking and hitting and these trees are just slapping against each other right and it's just going like super fast as you can think anime style like psh, 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 just slapping against each other until finally they make contact and they both just kind of snap off and break so at this point Vanjance is like yeah I'm done with this so I gotta you know get back to my squad and he goes and he summons his world tree right above Hashirama and it drops down just engulfing Hashirama in the roots and these roots end up just draining the life out of him as the tree crushes and pins him to the floor or as the world tree is coming down on him he's like yeah I don't think so and once again does some wood style and he summons this giant wooden Buddha with a thousand arms that easily holds up the tree and kind of tosses it down and then you see him go in and unleash a thousand arm attack on Vanjance and Vanjance is just getting annihilated just one hit from this thing would probably do some serious damage and he's taken a whole bunch of them so I think that is a pretty good place to end this match either William is able to summon his world tree and tangle up Hashirama and crush and drain the life out of him or Hashirama is able to summon his thousand arm Buddha wood statue and is able to absolutely decimate and beat William into a pulp killing him so it is a very good place to end this matchup. I have to say, this one was a little more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Realistically, these two characters are just slapping trees against each other when it comes down to it. But yeah, so with that out of the way, let's find out who wins. Taka?
The results, please. So the winner between Hashirama Senju and William Vengeance is Hashirama Senju, winning 621 of the thousand matches to William's 379. All right, so this is a pretty interesting one. So let's get into it and break down these stats. So William has the advantage in speed, where Hashirama has the advantage in strength, durability, damage, range. They are even when it comes to intelligence. Both are fairly smart when it comes to combat. Hashirama has the advantage when it comes to fighting skill, because realistically, We've never seen Vengeance throw hands, so we don't even know if he can. All we know is that he can use real strong magic. Stamina-wise, they are also even. Again, they are also even in perception. And Hashirama just completely wipes the board when it comes to hacks. Because what can't Hashirama do? Hashirama is pretty badass. He is able to use all chakra natures, right? Yeah, he could just do so much more than just, you know, wood-style jutsus. So, yeah. Hashirama is our winner with the 62.1% to Van Jens' 37.9. This was a cool one. Both are powerhouses in their respective universes. Alright, so with that out of the way, let's wrap this up. This podcast is part of the Dynamite Network, so make sure you check out the other shows on the network, the Dynamic Duel podcast, where they take a Marvel character and a DC character, hit them against each other to see who is the superior company. And this week, they are actually doing Mongol versus Annihilus. Make sure you go and check out that. That was a pretty cool episode. Both characters are quite powerful. So if you're into Marvel and DC, make sure you check them out. And make sure you check out the other show on the network, the Max Destruction podcast where they take action movie characters and pit them against each other. And this week, they are actually doing Roger Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon versus John McClane from Die Hard. So if you're into action movies or you want to know, you know, who would win out of these action movie characters, go check them out, the Max Destruction Podcast. And also make sure you check out the Senjo World social medias at Senjo World Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Senjo Plays on YouTube. And I just randomly stream games. At this point in time, I'm streaming Cyberpunk. I know I'm a little late to the party, but hey, better late than never. But yeah, so with that all out of the way, I guess I will see everybody next week. Sayonara. <laughs>